On this episode of Geek Out Loud, it is Goliverse Book Club time as we tackle two books read in one month. Or two months, really. It, the point is, it's this month's... It's your safe place to geek out. We're going to have a good time. It's Geek Out Loud! again everyone and welcome to geek out loud my name is steve glosson so glad to be along with you on your safe place to geek out and man we need a safe place tonight as i understand we'll talk more about that as we get into it it's a goliverse book club episode we're covering uh mrs miss peregrine's home for peculiar children and one second after and uh man i, I we'll get into my opinions momentarily but dang cletus can we can we get some happy books? That's all I ask. Happy books. I'd love a book where no one dies. Um, I'd like a book where uh, we laugh and um, I don't know. Well, see, even Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the whole world blew up. But anyhow, uh, it is a book club episode, which means we've got our two book club co-hosts. We call them the Mama and the Papa of the Goliverse Book Club. And we'll first we got to bring in this guy. All the way up from Chicago, he's a man who has braved, oh man, painting in the ghetto. He has jumped from uh, balconies to trees to save his own life, or really just to get home. Ladies and gentlemen. Rod, what's going on, my friend? Oh, not much. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not painting in the uh, rough neighborhood anymore. I'm in the exact opposite. Well, that's good. So you live in the high life. I'm in a house with an elevator, Steve. In the words of Steve Winwood, you're back in the high life again. I am. All right. Well, I, Rod, I had to choose between ladies first or save the best for last, so I went for save the best for last. Ladies and gentlemen, the mama of this whole thing. Get ready, because if you get out of line, she'll let you know all about it. Our good friend Nicole. Nicole's feeling under the weather. Other than that, how are you? I'm good. You know, that's a weird question to ask. I, I um I had a one time when I was in high school and we were doing stuff with our church we went on a little hospital visitation trip where we were just kind of going around and saying hello to different residents and everything and my friend Crevis who I've spoken of on the Big Honkin show before we walk into a hospital room together and he walks up to the fell in the bed he's like how you doing the guy says not too good <laughs> and Crevis just looked at him he's like well sounds about right we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go from there? Exactly. I'm not in the hospital bed. I'm just in the regular bed. So. I understand. Well, thank you so much for sucking it up and 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 being here with us. Uh, it, it's an honor that you would take your time of sickness to jump on a podcast. No problem. Are you 
other than being sick, are you? Do you have any dates for any runs in the near future? Because you have become this five k enthusiast. Um, I am currently training because next year Star Wars that mm-hmm. one for Disney. Mm-hmm. That's right around my thirty seventh birthday. Happy birthday! Not yet. Steve. Oh, okay. Next year. Next year. Well, I've already had the birthday for this year. Well, let me go ahead since you brought it up and say this. We were looking at planning on doing a big meetup and everything down there for that 5K and all. And then, like, three, two weeks later, they're like, oh, Star Wars Celebration is happening the weekend before. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, it just ticks me off. And it's like, why couldn't you make them all coincide? Not only that, but Star Wars Celebration Easter weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I saw that, too. I'm like, oh, So it, it may be that I'm doing a lot of not at celebration coverage yet again. But uh, I, I think the 5K is still in the, uh, in the works. But as we get closer to the registration dates, we'll definitely let everyone know about it. And, uh, and, and as I get things worked out with what I'm going to do about celebration, I'll let you know about it. So having said that, uh, I've got a lot I want to talk about on the geek spectrum of things, guys. And I want you to know that I almost told you guys we're putting this off because apparently Captain America is a member of HYDRA. Um, and I've got. Yeah, I saw that. Today. Oh, I've got so much to say about that, and I just want to say this: I don't like it. Thoughts? But it's only the first issue. It's only the first issue. It's got to be some kind of twist. Uh, from what I read in the interview, though, they say they're running with this. Yeah. They say he was recruited. Like the the issue two is going to be in the 1920s, showing how he got recruited. And I do not understand this at all. Me this either. is a horrible move. I just I have to feel like that if Jack Sim, if Jack Kirby and Joe Simon care at all, you know, in their life, if they cared at all artistically about the characters they created, then they have to be rolling over in their graves. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, weren't the creators Jewish? Yes, they were. So you have a character created that fought Nazis, and now you've turned him into a secret um, Nazi. Yeah. Well, now here's the thing: in the comics, Hydra. I don't know. I don't know that Hydra is has the ties to the Nazi regime the way they do in the movies. No, so, I just, but I will say this: I can go back through. If they're going all the way to the 20s, I can go back through comic history and show you a moment when Captain America lifted the hammer of Thor, and I, I can't imagine someone who was secretly working for Hydra would be able to do so. I talked to one of my contacts at the local comic book store. And Go ahead. He said, he said their pre-orders just plummeted Wednesday. After really? People read it. Really? Yeah. They're like people were just like, nope, don't yeah. need. Well, I, I think it's just this underlying. I think it, for me, it's a whole other situation, and it's like people are like, shut up, it's a fictional character, get over it. Well, this is Geek Out Loud, so we're able to do this. But also, it's this idea of are are the villains so? Can we not? Are we at a point where it's like, well, we don't want good guys and bad guys, so we're going to make all our good guys bad guys? They did this to Tony Stark during Civil War in the comics. Like, civil, the movie Civil War gave a much more even view of both sides. In the comic True. books, in the comic books, Tony was just a jerk. Tony Stark was—I mean, he—it was hard to redeem him from some of the decisions oh. he made. And, oh, absolutely. And you know, and then when everything blew up in the Marvel universe, uh, everyone was a jerk. You know, yep. and so it's just, it was just like, it to me, it's like there's, it's one thing to try to make a character relatable. It's another thing to, um, to, to just completely turn a character evil. Why do I want to read a, this is the thing, none of their villain comic books have ever sold all that well. So why do I want to read a book about a villain? 
And every and you know and look, honestly, why would they tell you it's a clone or it's you know or a or a fake Steve Rogers in an interview? Why would they t- you know if it's not you know they're not going to spoil any twists they have coming down the the way. But, exactly. But at the same time, it's like you can't go out there towing this you know waving this banner of oh it's good and it's going to stick forever you can't wave that banner and say um you know without giving some hope or something i don't know it's just it's very it's frustrating to me not because you know not because i don't want them to tell the stories they want to tell but because i feel like there's an underlying thing here about how we feel about heroes in this day and age that really concerns me and bothers me I guess I, I, the thing that bothers me the most is that they, like you were saying, with making a hero a villain, is Captain America is the one that makes the least amount of sense because to me he's the moral compass for pretty much the entire Marvel universe. Right. When, right. Whenever anybody's troubled or has a question, they always went to him. Mm-hmm. And why you would feel the need to do this, just I don't know. Well, and I maybe that's maybe it. that's the point. Maybe it's like let's really turn the whole universe up on, on its head and see how everyone reacts to this. But I just I don't. I don't know. I don't like it. It's not something that I, I feel like, and I think it's very telling that pre-orders, at least in your area, plummeted, um, Rod, when when this news broke. Yeah, my coworker said he actually went walked because he read it on the way to his car, and he walked back in and said, "You can go ahead and cancel my poll for the rest of the series." Nice. Well, and good. I mean, good. Send that. That's the way you send the message to Marvel. That's the way you is to say I'm not. That's what's happened over in DC. That's why they're doing the whole rebirth thing because though there were some bright spots of this new Fifty Two, for the most part, people didn't like what they did. Particularly, I know a lot of people didn't like what they did to Superman. So, you know, that's just that's look. That's I, I again. I know it's fictional character and everything, but that's what Geek Out Loud's all about. So. Rod, I gotta know. I gotta know. Are you excited about X Men Apocalypse? I am. Yeah. Anything X Men? I'm generally excited about. We we've got to get together and do that X Men show we've talked about doing, like uh, the episode. You you let me know. I'll talk some X Men. Okay. All right. I'll talk a lot of X Men probably. Now, Nicole, how are you feeling about the X Men Apocalypse? <sighs> She's probably already seen it. Uh, no, we did not get an advanced screening. No, we did not. And here's the thing about. X-Men. Uh-oh. I have not watched Uh-oh. any X-Men ex- since that third movie. I have not watched any of the new movies. Okay. Because at first I was very, very again, like, what? What do you mean you're going to do? No, I don't want to do this. And I, So I never got into them. I've, I have not seen any of the new ones yet. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to change any time in the near future. I really, I wish, now is the time and I wish they would do it Make a deal with Marvel like Sony did with Spider-Man, because most of your actors are up. Your timeline is so convoluted now. Exactly. Now would be a great time to reboot and tie it into the universe. Oh, listen, they need to do that with the Fantastic Four, especially. Now, I heard something that part of the deal with them being able to make Legion and Hellfire Club TV shows was that Marvel got back Fantastic Four. And I, did, I couldn't find that from any credible source, though. I've, yeah, I haven't heard that. When when Variety or Hollywood Reporter says it, then I'll believe it. And let me tell you something. I will be one happy little boy. Oh, everybody will. Because everybody. that means that Silver Surfer's coming into play. And maybe a Galactus that isn't a big giant cloud. 
Okay, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, you can I see... I know, in the Ultimate Universe. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the movie. You can see the shadow of Galactus as he passes, like, Saturn or something. And and it's there. Like, it's just... I, the way I interpret it is everything's in... That he is so huge that he has his own gravity that's pulling all that crap to him. So he, all the energy and everything just makes him look like a giant cloud. I guess I just wanted to see the big man. So do I. So do we all, right? land. So say we all. And Doom. How awesome would it be to be able to use Doom? Uh, to see Doom stand up to Thanos? Ah, that would be great. Uh, uh, I, would, I, I would probably just, as soon as it was done, I would turn around and say, when is the next one showing? <laughs> Take my money. Did you guys? Now, did you guys? Down. I'm there. Did you guys see the Civil War? Oh yes, absolutely. Nicole. Yes, I did. Now, did you get a pre-screening of Civil War? Yes, I did. Okay, what did you think of the Civil War, Nicole? Uh oh. I was. uh, It was an. See, me. It's like me and Captain America movies. I did not like the first one. Uh Love the second one. This one, I'm like meh. (gasps) <gasps> really? Really. You're not the only person I've heard say that. Uh, the people I went and saw it with while I was uh, in Tupelo this past weekend all did not like it. Yeah, I was very meh about it. What'd you think, Rod? I really enjoyed it. I was glad that uh, Ant-Man became Giant-Man. I thought Spider-Man was done fantastic. Yes. I enjoyed the Tony Hottie Ant. Yeah. Hottie Ant-May. Yeah. It was hysterical. And, uh, Overall, yeah. Uh, I had a coworker that didn't like it because he didn't like Black Panther. <gasps> wow. I was, yeah, yeah, that, I was like, how do you not like Black Panther? The heck? That was the, best, that thing was like that the movie. best part of the movie. Listen, Chadwick Boseman is amazing. He is fantastic. And I thought they did such a great job in that scene with T'Chaka and T'Challa talking before the whole summit that blew up. Um of just letting you know everything that's going on between them in just like three or four lines of dialogue. It was wonderful. Yeah, I am ready for that solo movie. And so, now, Nicole, you had to like... How did you feel about the Spider-Man? Uh, Aunt May is too young, which then led me to be like, wait, so when they do the Spider-Man movie, who's going to be a young Uncle Ben? I don't... It just... The group I went with, that was one of the things we didn't like either. We're like, mm-hmm. no, Marissa Tomei, you're not Aunt May. You're too young. I didn't no. like it. I didn't like it either no. until it got mentioned. And when they're and when they call it out, I'm like, okay, I'm good with this. Yeah, you're impossibly hot, Aunt. Oh, and she is impossibly hot. Um, what did? But but Spider Man himself, though, Nicole, come on now, you had to love him. Yeah. Oh. I I was really fine. I was really fine with Andrew Garfield being Spider Man. I really was. I I I was really fine with it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Tell us more about how you feel about Andrew Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) I was just fine with it. I was like, we don't need another. Oh, here's another. Well, this is like the third one. Okay. Right. And and see, I thought that too. I kind of had the same feeling too. But within five minutes of this Peter Parker and then the Spider Man, I was like. I love this guy, and I can't wait to spend more time with him. Yeah, I'll, I'll, when the home, when they do homecoming, maybe I, my mm-hmm. opinion will change. Cause I'm sure I'll see that. Well, let's see who. Let's see. You had the Rod mentioned the giant man. I thought that was a cool sequence. What did you think of Black Panther? 
I was at first I was very on the fence about when they casted mm-hmm. chat when they cast him. I was like, is he gonna be big enough? Is he gonna be able to pull this off? Yes, he did a good James Brown. Yes, he did a good Jackie Robinson. But is he is he gonna be able to pull this off? And he he pulled it off. I well, was very happy with it. It was I thought it was glorious. I've never been in the comics a big Black Panther fan. I've always just kind of like, okay, he's here, he showed up, good for him. But um, see, this is why they need to get the X-Men franchise so they can have the whole Black Panther and Storm relationship. Oh, snap. Yes. Because they were married at one time. That's I don't true. Know if they still That's <laughs> they true. do that whole thing. T'Challa and Oroto. Exactly. I, I just, but in this, well, in this movie, for, for real, like, from the minute he was on screen and, and I thought the suit looked great, I thought his acting was great, and I love the fact that he was the only one who came out of this whole event really i don't not unscathed but with his with his morality intact you know right. when when he just says i'm not going to let i'm i refuse to be consumed by vengeance anymore like he he becomes in that moment kind of a moral compass uh for what's going on but uh, i i dug it i completely 100% dug dug the movie itself and and really enjoyed it i thought it was it was good i love the stuff with uh with Falcon and and Winter Soldier, their their yes. relationship. I, I'm <laughs> in the car. I, I'm going to quote. I, yeah, I'm going to quote Derek. I just want to see a road trip movie with those two. Wow, oh, that would be fun. So, anyhow, I, what, was, I was very uh, nervous going into that movie, though. It seems so? like a lot of times in a tri- in a movie series like that, when they get to the trilogy, the mm-hmm. wheels fall off, right? And especially when they say we're going to have everybody but thor in it mm-hmm. right like, and hulk i was like yeah i was like how is this gonna be but <laughs> i was i was very very pleased with it i thought that I, I really thought that they did a good job here's the thing marvel's done this thing where you know because we're all kind of geeks we've been into the geek culture you know uh, most of our lives and i think what marvel has done with these movies has done a great job of teaching um teaching the commoners how continuity works you know that people go in knowing that well i should have seen these other movies first right you know and and if they don't see those movies and they go in and see when they're like oh i want to watch these other movies you know it's almost like they stick an asterisk in there and say this happened in avengers age of ultron this happened in you know like that whole scene with ross you know show going through the different stuff and it's like See Winter Soldier. You know, I felt like there should have been a flash out the bottom of the screen. That would have been great. <laughs> so I, yeah, I just I I like it. I like that the um, that that you know that it feels like I'm reading a comic book on screen, and and every now and again in a in a single comic, you know, a single person's title such as Captain America, he would have everybody show up for something, and and that's kind of what happened in this in this particular Captain America movie, not only did he have his supporting cast, but all the rest of the Avengers, or I guess what are now the secret Avengers too, were there. Um, I thought that they did a great job of character development from age of Ultron with characters like vision and Wanda, uh, with even with Clint. Um, it, it was great to see Paul Rudd back as Ant-Man for me, but I've talked about all that on the show and I just, I wanted to hear what you guys thought first before we, we got too much into things. I would like to say the one thing you talk about how great Marvel does with their con- continuity. Right. 
man, I wish Fox would pay attention to that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. When you start getting into time travel, time travel like they did with the Days of Future Past, and you start getting into doing different eras, you've got to be careful, you know, because essentially what they're doing now with Age of Apocalypse and what they did with Days of Future Past, they're essentially doing prequels to that first X-Men movie. And did I lose you guys? I'm hearing some weird noises. Nicole, we got you. I'm still here. Rod? We lost Rod. Rod, we got you. I feel like I can hear Rod. Yeah, sorry. Is he typing? Is that why we can't hear him? I don't know. What happened to you, Rod? Uh, A phone call came in. I thought I put it on Do Not Disturb, and apparently I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I was like, when in the world's going on? I I thought maybe your rabbit had chewed through your your phone. Uh, Turd bandit. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, let's get into the show proper. Of course, we are brought to you by... Dear listeners like yourselves who are listening right now through the Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud, we've got a lot of new supporters who've come out, and uh, man, we appreciate you guys so much. And uh, one of our newest supporters is this guy, Chickafant. He will drink his super sauce and throw the bad guys for a loss, and he will bring them a lot. He'll bring them in alive and kicking. There's one thing you should learn when there's no one else to turn to. Call for Super Chicken. That's our newest uh, newest supporter, Chickafant at uh, patreon.com slash geekoutloud on the wall of fame at geekoutonline.com. So if you want to support us, you can do so at any level, and we appreciate everyone who supports us there at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Let's jump into some emails. We got several emails for this episode. The first one comes from our good friend Brian Beatty. Beatty, 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 Beatty. He talks about both of them. He says, hey, parentheses, remember to give Steve top billing so he doesn't get offended. Close parentheses. Have I gotten offended for not getting top billing in these things? Uh, It's been a while. Been a while? So I don't remember. Since I have read an email with steve it's been a while all right steve nicole and rod i was able to read both books prior to the show with my life with my life lately that was no small feat number one my son has been pestering me to read the peregrine one for a while plus there's a movie adaptation coming soon uh which i'm sure you'll discuss i normally listen to audiobooks just for convenience but i could only get the ebook for this one i think that was for the best though because i felt like the pictures really added to the enjoyment of the story Told you right. We'll talk about that momentarily. Oh, Nicole, I have a comeback for you. That was clearly targeted for a much younger demographic for me, but I still found it entertaining. I like the characters, although some seemed a bit two-dimensional. With a lot of YA fiction, especially serialized work, the author is really trying to build an entire world with backstory. This one worked for me, and more so than most. I will say that I fell into a trap with this book that I fall for uh, from time to time with movies or authors I've not read before. I see coincidences or easy resolutions in the plot is bad writing when they turn out to be clues. In this case, the boy's doctor should have been clearly the villain early on. I took his help to be an easy out, however, for the author to move the story along. 
My son is still on me to read the rest, which I probably will at some point. But while I enjoy the first one, I'm not as motivated going to the second one as I usually am with a series. Also, going back to the upcoming movie, I know that Tim Burton is involved creatively. Oh, gosh. And I yep. wonder if anyone else watched the trailer and thought, why is that other woman playing the Helen Bauman Carter part, Mrs. Peregrine? <laughs> if, I'd watched no, it, I didn't. if I'd watched it without my glasses, I might have assumed it was her. So let me get this straight. There's a tra- No. Okay. There's a trailer already for this movie? Yes, oh, yeah. it comes out September. It comes out in the fall. It's coming out this year? Yep. Wow. All right. Number two, I'd never heard of One Second After, on the other hand, so and so I went into it blind. This one I did listen to an audiobook, and I have to be honest and say that after the introduction, I almost stopped it. Then I almost stopped it several times in the first hour or two of listening. I'm okay with message pieces, but after the fourth or fifth time a character started a monologue that was just the author preaching his particular views, I'd had about enough. I kept with it, though, and finished. I have to say the human part of the story moved me, even though parts of it were still very formulaic. I read a lot of genre work, and you can often feel a right by number style repeated over and over. This had that feel with the added political slant as a bonus. Still, I sort of enjoyed it, and it did give pause about how easy it would be for modern modern civilization to regress quickly. Depending on when the show starts tomorrow, I will hopefully be able to listen in and maybe call. Either way, I hope the show goes well, and thanks, Brian. Well, thank you, Brian. And uh, I know that uh, these pictures in the Peregrine book is... Is something that everyone has said makes it better, and yep. I and I would just like to say that I have books at my house that have pictures in them, and they're called children's books. But anyhow, oh wow! Um, so <laughs> I'll give you your turn momentarily. <laughs> um, this comes from Jess Becker. Jess says I was only able to read Miss Peregrine's this month, and it was actually my third time reading it. It came at a good time because I needed to reread the first two books before I read the newest one. It's probably one of my favorite teen series to read, and I definitely will be rereading it in the future. Wow. That blows my mind. This is a book that my dad actually suggested to me when it first came out because I was really into things like Tim Burton movies. I'm excited that he is the one directing the movie, although I'm a bit hesitant about some of the changes they may have made, the main one being swapping Emma and Olive's powers. Why would they do that? Makes no sense. This is one book that actually reading the book helps add to the experience with the old images that went along with the story. Some of them are actually pretty creepy, and that transfers over into the other two books as well. I thought the time loops were a pretty neat concept and are delved into a bit more in the other books, although I think it would be rather depressing to live the same day over and over again and not get older if you're just a child. In reading it, I don't think the tone of the narration seems off because Jacob is 16 years old. I think it's at the right level. I think that out of the peculiar children, Emma is my favorite. I love the fact that she has control over fire. Out of the other children, Enoch is definitely my least favorite. He's just too much of a jerk. I would highly suggest that anyone who enjoyed this book go ahead and read the other two. It's interesting to see the children interact with the world instead of just their isolated loop. And that comes from Jess. So, a lot of love for the Mrs. Peregrines here. Uh, and this comes from Doc Zen uh, about Miss Peregrine's home oh, you're gonna for peculiar read that children. One. And he says, that book was weird. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's, let's, since, that's, uh, since that was our last two emails and that was the first one on the list, let's get into Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children, or as I like to call it, X-Men Light. Nicole, I give you the floor. <laughs> X-Men Light. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. (laughs) 
Nicole, I give you the floor. Okay. I enjoyed the book. I already went and brought the second one. That's how much I enjoyed it. Oh, snap. And, like, Rod and I talked last month when we thought there was going to be a podcast. Oh. And I told Rod, because he's like, I didn't, like, really like it. I was like, you need to get a, you need to get a copy with the pictures, because I felt like the pictures did make the book more enjoyable. And, it, you know, it... The pictures, they had more of an impact. You read something, and then you saw a picture mm-hmm. of said character. Like, right. Oh. Yeah. And it was really, I actually did, I read into the the, the guy, the author, Ransom Riggs, because he collected these pictures even before he, even before, way before he even thought about writing this book. So it was interesting to me how he get, took his, these pictures and then include them, how he included them in his into the book so he took these pictures just kind of like to take pictures and make it look like weird mutated children he already had these pictures in his possession before he even wrote the book nicole i feel like collecting them all right i feel like that you're getting you're getting played the way we did with jethro toll's thick as a brick you think so Mm -hmm. i don't know and it kind of reminded me of the Lemony Snicket books somewhat, kind of, this mm-hmm. whole, with the pictures and all that, the way that writer is. The Lemony Snicket books I've never read. Ah, uh, those are a good series of books. A little bit a, a little bit after my time. It was a little bit after my time, too, but I still read them. Sure. Well, here's, here's, here's the thing. All right, I need to talk about these pictures now. You're telling me that this man has legit pictures of... Of mutated children. Yeah. That are li- like lifting heavy objects and fire and such as. Yeah. Okay. I wish I had my. I can't. I don't know where my copy of the book is at because he talk, it's talked about in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea where my book is at right now. And oh. so. Isn't it time for that? Uh, the, the jingle? What's that? Let me Google that for you. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> not queued up. I did not have it ready. I did not have it at the ready. I do apologize, and I hope that you'll all forgive me. Um, Rod, have you done? Have you Googled that for me? I'm Googling it now. Let me Google that for you. There you go. Look, I read this book, or I listened to it on the audiobook. Yeah, I see. And let me go ahead. But listen, here's the thing. And it's like I told Rod and I just kind of alluded to, and I don't mean to be snarky or sarcastic. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, Excellent okay. light. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, if you say so. Um, I just, I feel like that, um, that you shouldn't need pictures to enhance a book like that shouldn't be something that suddenly makes the book better like steve yes i've got bad news for you what's that i'm gonna side with nicole about what because she had said this and then it brought me to another series that i've read Mm -hmm. uh the leviathan series by scott westerfeld Mm -hmm. and now i actually read these and there was a lot of drawings it was a uh, steampunk world war ii retelling Mm -hmm. and i would not have enjoyed this these stories nearly as much as i did if I had listened to them or not had the pictures to go with them. Uh, and I'm sorry. Uh, well, I have to side with Nicole on this one. But now wait a second. Hold on. 
Talk to me, Goose. What I'm saying is, is that this dude, I don't feel like I missed out on anything by not seeing pictures because he described everybody. You know, I mean, like he described these children, described what was going on, and what more do I need? Apparently, you need to read the real X Men, so it's X Men White. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And look, I'm looking (laughs) at this dog girl right now, and she is, that's a Photoshop picture, is what that is. I'm just. The girl floating is kind of creepy looking. Well, look, uh, what I'm saying is, is these are either doctored photos, staged photos, but they're not real pictures that he found. You guys, don't let your kids listen to this podcast. Steve is going to blow this book for them. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you, let me, okay. <laughs> let me, let me start over. Nicole, we, can we have a side conversation real quick? <laughs> sure. Am I supposed to am I supposed to say they're real photos? I mean, if somebody wants to let your kids listen to the podcast about our review, you might want to do that. Oh, okay. Some kids probably out here crying right now, like, what do you mean Steve said the pictures are weird? So I've made a mistake by not playing along. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. Well, okay, Rod, we're back. Okay. Nicole and I talked, and apparently these pictures are legit and real. And and the album the album uh, uh, Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull was actually a poem written by a nine year old boy. So there you go. I, I didn't realize I didn't realize the game we were playing for one thing. Uh, so now I feel like a heel. Um, you really are. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm expecting you to run in and knock me over the head with a steel chair in a minute. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let me go ahead and break the kids' heart. Let me just say this, and then I'm going to. I'm just going to give it back over to you guys. So this book. All right. I wish I'd have read it with the pictures because I think the pictures would have made it a, a million times better. Um, I'm just looking through some of them right now, there's no way this is fake. This is amazing. Um, and uh, it's a it, it's an amazing situation. Um, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a picture of a girl who has a double reflection in a pool of water. So, yeah, that's amazing. Anyhow, uh, I'm reading I'm I'm reading the story quote unquote reading, and immediately our protagonist I don't like him. He's just a spoiled rich kid. Oh, I hate my job. I don't want to look this job the rest of my life. Well, go do something. Don't be a little slacker. Don't be a little whiny, honey. You know, just say, I don't want to be in the family business and, and get an education and go to college and do what you want to do. And be thankful that you have a family business to fall back on that's been ludicrously successful for your family. I just didn't like the guy. I didn't like the kid at all. And so when I have to start now spending time with this kid, uh, you know, even did I have sympathy for him over his grandfather situation? Yes, I did. But beyond that, I'm just like, all right, where are we going here now? What's the deal? Why... Am I just supposed to like this kid because his grandfather died in his arms and there's this mystery now? I don't know how much he progressed 
as a person other than, oh, I finally get to leave my family. I don't like, spoiler alert, I don't like the end that he's like, yeah, I'm just going to leave my family and everything because regardless of how distant his father and mother were from him, they still cared about him or they wouldn't have tried to get him the help that he that they thought he needed. You know, you're not going to believe a child when they say, I saw a funky creature out in the woods after my granddad died. They're not going to, you know, no one's going to believe that. And obviously they're going to try to get help. And so if they didn't care about him, they're like, yeah, he's just crazy. You know, and yep. so obvious. So now he's going to stay in the past, never see his parents again. And well, you don't. There's two more books. You don't know. He might see his parents again. And Steve, let's not gloss over the fact that he's also leaving his parents to basically start dating his grandpa, his dead grandpa's girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex-girlfriend. Sure, ex-girlfriend. But still, it's weird and strange. So, I, you know, I just, I, I had a hard time getting around not liking the protagonist because I never really did care for the protagonist all that much. And once we got into things and got into the story, I was like, okay, you know, cool story, fine. The other thing I couldn't get around is that I'm like, so basically we're doing X-Men in World War II uh, because that's what these children are. They're mutants. And and they all have their special powers. You know, each one has a certain power that may lead to a power set, per se. But they're very much, you know, mutants out of the X-Men world. Right down to going to a special home for gifted children. Um, I mean, I don't remember X-Men having a, the power to control bees, but okay. All right. Uh, I'm sure there was. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Go ahead, Nicole. Let me Google that for you. I heard Rod typing already, so Roddy, are you on that? Oh, I'm on it, Nicole. I'm going to let you go ahead now because you're obviously the biggest proponent of this book, and I don't want to crap on... Here's the thing. That's my reaction. People who liked it, I'm glad you liked it. I didn't, and I'm not crapping on it, and I don't think people should not like the book. I think that it just wasn't for me. Go ahead. Wait, was there actually one? Oh, I was in Google for a minute there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, there's Swarm. Yeah, I yep. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Queen Bee, who's from D.C., though. So, metahuman. Yeah. Maybe. I guess my thing is, I just never thought X-Men while I was reading the book. I just, it just never, is is X-Men are just so, maybe because X-Men is so modern day, and this was not to me a modern you know it wasn't really set i don't think in the modern day and it did go back to world war ii and then the whole time loop thing that was very interesting to me mm -hmm. i just never never x-men never crossed my mind while reading the book i did appreciate that the rules of time travel were firmly established all right the time loop was interesting but I, I've seen the live the same day over and over again, and I liked it a lot better when Bill Murray did it. <laughs> That's true. Groundhog Day meets the X-Men, ladies and gentlemen, in World War II. That's where they, that's where they collide. Um, the kids love rhythm the same day over and over again, though. Um, so that was good, I guess. At least they were happy. I remember thinking, well, at least it didn't rain that day. 
That's true. Yeah, that that sucked. It rained bombs. What do you mean? Yeah, but they but they all love to go outside and watch it because that's when it would reset right before the bomb hit. Until it didn't reset. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you. Yeah, right. But it didn't reset at the end, right? I mean, that's when it all kind of. Right. They closed the loop. Yeah. So. I don't. I mean, look. So, what did you like about this book, Nicole? I just found it to be a very interesting story. And I, like I said, after I got done, I was like, I need, I want to read the next one. I want to see where this goes. And like just said in her email, how, how do they react to modern day? Because they were stuck in World War II for so long. Yeah, but they're not going to be in the modern day. They're right? going to be in some time that's not, it's going to be modern day to them because it's no longer World War II era. Because I haven't read the second book yet, so I don't know where. Well, they listen, the way that time, here, now correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I understand the time loop works is once that time loop is shut, they just begin living their lives as normal now from day to day. So they have to endure the horrors of World War II and, and just continue out the rest of their days as normal. So, so the next book would have to be set there, sometime. Right, but in, they were also, but it was always also said in the book that if they they were they if they could find another time loop, mm-hmm. they can live in that time loop, one that was, I want to say, empty that nobody had used, because they found. This is why I need my copy of the book. I, because they found what who was that a map something that told that right. basically had other time loops that they could go to and see and also they're still they have to find Miss Peregrine so yes I'm was sure there a picture of this map in the book it might have been I can't remember I read it in April oh it was April's book oh oh well excuse me <laughs> <laughs> just slides right in there so <clears throat> for those of you who who were wondering that was all directed at me uh, for not doing this <laughs> sooner um i'm I'm trying to take the blame but she uh she figured it out i'm sorry i always blame steve what are you talking about that's fine that's fine that's fine um so anyhow (laughs) i don't know where else to go from here except to say look i'm not i'm not trying to talk you out of liking it i'm saying that i didn't like it I, i well i did not not like it i just had a hard time with our protagonist uh, I felt like it was a little bit contrived. Um, I didn't see the doctor being the bad guy either until he, I saw that. I didn't see it until he was at the airport, and I'm like, I oh. saw that a million miles away. I'm like, this, you're very involved for a doctor. What? Is, why do you want him to keep everybody else? Is like, shut up. We don't want to hear about this anymore. And you had a, eh, it was just something. And I was like, nah, some something about this doctor here. Yeah, but the thing is, which is, I see. Um, cause I'm looking at the cast on Wikipedia. Allison Janney will be playing this character in the movie, so that that might be a good switch, cause it was a male in the book, right? And she's well, a good actress, so that'll be interesting. But see, having worked with kids, you do end up getting a little more involved in their life. You do end up really taking an interest because you have to to get them to trust you. If you're not genuinely interested, then people see that from a mile away. Kids especially. Yeah, but his whole, just tell me every detail, be very, tell me, it's just something about it. As soon as I'm like, why do you want to know every little detail? 
you're pushing a little bit too much here for me, for my taste, Doc. I just maybe that's like, because I'm just a distrustful person. I felt like he was, yeah. Well, I felt like he was just trying to get his head around what may have happened and what these things may mean to help this kid deal with it. As soon as he said go to the island, I was like, okay, he's a bad guy. Oh. Because uh, I was like, he, he wants him to go to that island because he wants to find where the rest of the kids are. That, that was my thought as soon as he Well, even if, even if I had thought that, that he wanted to find out where the rest of the kids were, I would have never said that he wants to find out where they are to hurt them. I would have thought, oh, he wants to... Oh, to... I was like, he's, he's after the rest of the kids. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't think that. So... I, I didn't hate this book. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I will not be visiting the rest of it. But I give it a three out of five. Oh, okay. N- Nicole, you go five out of five? Four out of five? I'll go five out of, I'll go five, out of five. Really? He's wow. easily entertained. But you didn't like <laughs> But you didn't like Captain America Civil War. No, I was mad about it. Huh. Can't wait till we get to this next book. Can't wait till you hear what I have to say about the next book. Oh, no. You didn't like it, though, did you? Oh, I did not like this horrible book, horribly written book at all. Oh, horribly written. Wow. Could have been, been worse. Well, before we... Before oh, we... yeah, it could have been... Part... Silent Planet? Yeah. <laughs> or the sequel that somebody keeps nominating? Yeah, I know. Does someone yeah, keep nominating this? I guess the... we should say this on the podcast that... <laughs> so people that are not that don't go to the Goodreads right. and look at the post, right? Yeah, don't. That's been banned. We're not doing the rest of that series. Oh, okay. So how many? Let me ask you this: How many? That's by the way. That's geekoutonline.com/slash/reads. It'll take you to the Goliverse Goodreads uh, group. How many? Um, how many bands do we get as the uh, as the host of the Goliverse Book Club? As many as we see fit. Oh, okay. So there's no there's no rules here for us. We're above the rules. We make uh, the like, rules. Okay. It's a dictatorship. I love it. So let me ask you this, Nicole. Were I to go into a nomination thread and second a nomination? It doesn't matter if you don't vote if you don't second if you don't go and vote in that poll. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But I'm saying me personally because I know that's one of your pet peeves when people second nominations. Does Steve? It, it's not going to count. I'm I, telling you right now. I understand. I understand it's not going to count. But what I want to know is, I want to know what love is. What I what I want to <laughs> what I want to know is is then how do you handle me as a human being, host of Geek Out Loud, being the one who goes in and breaks your rules? I'm going to tell you like everybody else that mm-hmm. it's secondly it doesn't matter. You need to vote when the uh, poll comes out. Okay. So does, I'll be, I'll, but probably I'll just be I'll be nice about it to you because mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes I think I don't come across as nice about things. So the. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I just I want to. So what, what? So the Geek Out Loud government, as far as the book club goes, would just break would fall apart. Is what I'm asking. It's not going to fall apart as long as I'm there. It's not okay. All right. Even if I'm even if I'm in there trying to undermine your rules, it's not going to fall apart, okay. Steve. Uh, can we give a spoiler alert to the June book? Oh, that would be the Fellowship of the Ring. You got to be kidding me. Yep, it won. Guys, we've talked Fellowship. 
Well, obviously they want to read it and talk it again. All right. But well. yet they don't want to read and talk that book that Rod likes that I've never read. So, <laughs> hey. It's a funny one. Yeah. It's about I... a pudgy vampire with a comb over. No, the other book that you already did a podcast on that people count as a Goodreads podcast. Dune? Yeah, I don't count it as one, but whatever. No, I don't. But, it's but listen, it's what got this whole thing Dune. started. There's a whole Dune cast now if you want to listen to Dune. Are you on that, Rod? Yeah, I'm the co-host. With whom? Joe. Joe Tavano. Oh, wow. The Zap to It Network? Retro Zap, yep. Retro Zap Network. Yeah, not Zap to It right now. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I think there's... I think Zap to I think the only person who knows Zap to It right now may be Doc Zinn. So, um... And speaking of Doc, yeah. um... When you nominate books, can you give me, like, an author or make sure it's available on Goodreads so it can show up on the poll? Doc is a reader, guys. Doc goes out to flea markets and secondhand bookstores and just will scoop a big armful of books in a bag, you know, like at a quarter of a book, and take them home, and it doesn't matter what it is, and we'll read it. So, so Fellowship is next month. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we may have to invite Carissa on with us. She's a big, she's a big uh, Tolkien fan. I'd enjoy talking to Carissa again. She, yeah. uh, she's been absent for a while, been busy. I understand. Yeah, got a baby, got a new baby. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I, I hear those take some time. But now, Nicole, that'd have to be okay with you for have her on too. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. I mean, I don't want to get anything going. So. Um, um, apparently in the chat, everybody, Steve, you're moving. I am. I am moving. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody in the chat started and this Andy in all caps, Steve is moving. Yes. Where is he moving? <laughs> Cause he has to be the face in the window. So you need to let Andy know these things. That's none of Andy's business. So <laughs> he'll find you. And what is this question? Where has Steve been? I, I, what do you mean? Where have I been? Right. I think she means like in the like not knowing who won the June thing and everything. Guys, I'm so busy. I have a hard time being a part of being an active part of every group and stuff that goes on. So I just want to apologize for allowing other people who are passionate to get in their passions and and take and you know and head this thing up. Nicole does a great job. Rod does a great job. So I'm not needed. Nicole, Nicole does more of the work. Right. To be honest with. You. Yeah, I just tell Rod what to tweet. I don't even tweet anymore. Okay. I'm too lazy. Yeah. Okay. She's like, tweet this out. You need to vote. Are you going to nominate a book or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are I, you going to vote for a book or not? You you nominated a book and you didn't even vote for your own book. What is wrong exactly. with you? Exactly. Who did that? Rod did that. Rod. <laughs> I got called out. <laughs> what? It's none of your business who votes for what, though. I run the poll. I see everything. Oh. Why would you nominate a book and not vote for it? Well, when did July Don't waste my time? When did July nomination start? Uh, well, it's still May. I might wait until it gets June before I do that. Because okay. sometimes people get overwhelmed when I do too many polls at once. Right. Because I'd like to nominate the novelization of the uh, of the movie Independence Day. Is there one? I don't know. It might be. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Don't get. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. Don't get overzealous now. <laughs> I, I move away from the soundboard sometimes, and I have to click back over there. So, Nicole's five out of five. Rod, you were three out of five on Peregrine. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it. It just yeah. it didn't compel me enough to read the rest. I'm going to go two and a half out of five, right in the middle for me. I can see where people who are much younger than me would like it. Maybe that's the that's what Nicole's got on me, as she's so much younger than I am. Because where uh, are you, Nicole? Pushing? Really? Am you're I? finally pushing twenty two, right? <laughs> I'm on the other side of thirty five. Class of ninety eight for life. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm 36 now. Coach would have put me in out of one state. Uh, <laughs> of all the people who are. <laughs> it's like Nicole just graduated from high school and stuck her Twitter name. <laughs> I pretty much did because I'm not creative when it comes to names. Like, so I use that for everything. Oh. But hey, guess what? That helps somebody find me that I lost that I lost contact with, so that's why I'm never going to change it now. I well forever. Ninety eight Nicole, ninety eight year old Nicole, will be sitting in a nursing home. Class of ninety eight for life. Oh, with a tassel hanging off my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the hall of the nursing home in her walker with her gown on. That is glory. Yes, every time she walks down the hall, they have to start playing pomp and circumstance. What are we doing? Well, Miss Jackson has to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Apparently, there is a series of Independence Day novelization novels. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of spinoffs out of that. They had comics and novels. The toys were pretty cool. They, oh, go there's ahead. a complete omnibus. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's my that's One, my three, nomination. Three. Mm-hmm. And then sure they have the pre- and then there's a prequel. <laughs> so yeah, Steve, you can nominate that when I open up to July. Three. All right, that's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to nominate Independence Day. The Beginnings, number one, by Rebecca Aaron. Oh, she's a great author. I'm familiar with her. Are you really? Yeah. I am not. I think I thought I was. Maybe not. And then, and then you looked at her bibliography and said, maybe not so much. Maybe not. I, I thought she was, uh, I've got her confused with Rebecca Mesta, who wrote some of the uh, Young Jedi Academy uh, novels with Kevin J. Anderson. So, my bad. My B. All right. Let's talk about, uh, and then we'll get into calls after we talk about this next book. Uh, one second later, one second after tomorrow, one, what is it called? One horrible book. Oh. <laughs> Nicole, I got to tell you something. Yeah, you, go ahead. You, you, when you don't like these things, you don't pull any punches. Here I am trying to say, you know, I can see where people would enjoy this. It's cool. But, man, when you don't like something, you're just like, oh, fight the power. You stand. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt. I try to sugarcoat it and break kids' hearts. But you're just all like, shut up, I hate this book. Let's make sure nobody has to read it. What's it called, One Second Later? One Second After. One Second After. One Second After. Yeah. Scary book, guys, scary book. I mean, it had a good premise. I was like, and then, you know, I picked it up, and I was like, oh, a forward by Newt Gingrich. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, here we go, getting political. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I don't want any politicalness in my books. No, no, this is not what I... No, no, I don't. Okay, let me just skip over this part, that part, the introduction. Let me just skip over that. Right. Don't need to read that. Mm-hmm. 
started reading the book. Oh, here's some grammar. Who edited this book? Why are there grammatical errors? What is going on here? This grant. Oh my! See, this is what happens when you read a book, Rod, and don't listen to it. You see that it was badly written, and somebody didn't catch these errors that should have been caught. I do. And then the fact that the guy, every woman he met, he had to, it was just, okay, that's your daughter. You don't have to tell us how sexy your own daughter is. Really, no, I don't need that. Nope, don't need that. It was predictable. You knew the younger daughter was going to die. Yep. You knew the older daughter. Oh, wait. And of course I know because I have type 2 diabetes. I was like, she's not going to make it. She got type 1. You need insulin. Mm -hmm. She's not going to make it. Unless there's a miracle, because there were there were some religious religious little bits. Well, and I was like, is a miracle going to happen? Somebody going to drop some insulin from the sky? Mm. But no, that didn't happen. Well, here's the thing. Now I'm not through. I'll admit I'm not through with one second later. Um, I'm I'm about. You don't have to finish it. I'm about midway through. Well, I got two, and I was going to ask you guys to spoil it for me because I had to know if if Jen if the daughter died or not. Yep, she dies. And the other one gets pregnant. Has a son. Oh snap! And the boyfriend dies in the big fight scene at the end of. Oh, there's there's a big fight scene at the end. Oh yes. Oh man. Because now look, this was like Walking Dead, like. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, that's what I was saying. Except for. No zombies. It's not a zombie situation, and I'm like, here here's the thing. Go ahead, Rod. There were cannibals. Okay, I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Yep, there were cannibals. One got strung up. Oh wow! This is what it had a sign put on him. This is what happens when you, when eat you are people. a cannibal. Okay, and then the other cannibals came along. It's like, all right, free meat. Um, I uh, here's the thing. Um, I I'm listening to this thing, and I thought the guy did a good job of in the initial because I'm only like today, like he just woke up from his fever and stuff from from his infected hand. And, okay. and, and so and he's just had the conversation with, you know, his new love interest about his daughter, his little daughter with the type one diabetes. And, and I don't, I feel like the guy does a good job of pointing out all the problems that would happen in the event of this type of event. And, and I felt like he did a good job of showing the initial days of, of what would be going on. What I don't think I agree with, I don't think I, I, while I know that there would be towns and places where they'd have to put in martial law, I don't know that people would immediately be migrating by the hundreds of thousands out of the cities. um, I sure wouldn't. To to the rural areas. Um, Well... Steve, this is this brings me to a question I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. How big is your yard? Uh, I, I don't know acreage, but I you know I don't not not too like, super big. Like we could get some tents out there because I imagine when the power does go out, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to listen to to Gulliver's on Mixler. Right. So we'll all just come down there mm-hmm. and and sit her in Papa Steve's backyard, and he can do podcasts. Yeah, that's the and listen. That's the in the event of a situation like this, that's the only thing I've got is the ability to run my mouth. Um, look, there could probably be. I'll say if you're going to bring, depend on how big the tents are, and depend on how many people are in a tent. Let's say you got three people to a big tent. 
I would say that there's room in my backyard for 21 people, maybe seven tents with, you know, decent room in between the things, right? So front yard, not so much. Front yard's more just, I'm, I'm pretty much right off the road where I'm at. But here's the thing. I just don't know because I do know that in our society, because of things like The Walking Dead and because of books like this, I think we're all primed to think post-apocalyptically in some ways. Now, we're not all survivalist, and we're not all stocking up the way some of these people are with the bunkers and stuff, but I do think that we're all primed to not fall apart as a civilization. Maybe I'm stupid. I think you're just being optimistic. Okay. All right. I think people are... Uh, I think it would turn pretty bad. And actually, I, I would... I'm sorry to tell you, I wouldn't head to Georgia. I would be going to Dead Eye Pete's house. I talked right. to him at work about it today. Yes. Because Dead Eye Pete is ready for this. <laughs> Dead Eye Pete is your crevice. He is ready. I mm-hmm. talked to him today, and he was basically telling me, you know, this is how you get water out of a pump. Mm-hmm. And these are the cars that will work, and my tractor will still work. He's ready to go. Yeah. Well, see, I know where I'd head. I mean, I've got I, – I know where I'd head. I know what what I would do, and it's just like it's not – I just can't see it – I know the people around me, and we'd all end up helping one another. You would, but I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't. Well, and those people, we just have to put a bullet in the head. Well, all right. So, um, and that Nicole, do you do you have a crevice that you could go to that would uh, be able to scrounge food? I actually have a coworker who has a bunker already, who is prepared for this. Well, yes. wow! I already gave him when I when I read when I read when I read about the, when I was reading to see what the book was about. I, he was the first person I thought of, and I was like, as soon as I get done with this book, you're gonna read it. He mm-hmm. was like, of course I am, because <laughs> like this is right up his it. alley. Yeah, he's ready. He has a bunker. He's ready. I already told him I'm heading your direction. Like Pete was even going so far as to tell me. This is how soon the big game would all be gone. You know, like your deer and anything bigger like that is going to be gone. He goes, the majority of your meat's going to come from rodents, mice, rats, varmints, stuff like that. No, He's but me I don't how know. To trap mm. Oh, it was great. Okay, see, I also disagree. I don't know. He, when he talked talking about big game being gone, I don't know about that either. Yeah, that that it was going so fast. I'm like, really? Yeah, what there's I, there's a lot of big game out there. There's a lot of big game, but uh, how many people are in your town, Steve? We're about the size of Black Mountain. A couple thousand? Yeah. yeah. So if you a deer feeds, how many? Oh, well, you can feed in one meal you're talking about? Yeah, like if you were to kill a deer, how many meals would that make? Like well, if you're, okay, if you're asking about how many meals or how many people, let's say we killed one deer and we were able to gather a bunch of people to feast on said deer... Uh, you could probably end up feeding. I've been at a place where they've done a pig this way, so deer's a little bit, depending on the size of the deer, I'd say 150 people. 150 people, so you'd need to kill 10 deer a day, at least. Yeah. But also, there's fish in the river. Yep. And the fish are spawning like crazy. Um, you've got. You've got. Uh, look, and two, now we are blessed because two, we are, and I know they did the whole farm thing. But get you a few chickens, put them in your backyard, lay some eggs, boom, good to go. 
I think we'd be more concerned about deforestation around here with people cutting wood for, you know, stoves and that sort of thing. I think, uh, I, I guess I, maybe I'm just uh, a pessimist tonight. I also, I also think, like, do we ever find out how far-reaching the EMP is in the book? I think it was just the United States. I don't think they. So they, Nicole, how much? Like I believe there were a couple set off. It was, it was like um, what I think they was. They weren't sure. They kept saying they weren't sure who did it, but they mm-hmm. said like North Korea, Russia, like right. they, they got together and like two or three were set off in the atmosphere. So like maybe what? part of yeah, it was the U.S. The whole of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, part uh, I can't remember what part of Europe, but a part of Europe too. I believe I read mm-hmm. was in the book. Well, because at one point here, Jimmy here, Jimmy's just did it. Chat, typed it. In one the over chat. Japan or China and part of Russia. Yep. Okay. So, so it was like North Korea. They believed they right. were, that was part of it. So so here's the thing. You've got you've got Western civilization intact there in Europe. But there is one part where they mention Great Britain has, has, you know, said they're going to send aid and that sort of thing. Right. You've got, Can- you know, mm-hmm. how is a can is Canada affected by this? How much of Canada was affected? I don't think they mentioned Canada at all. You know, so you were still surrounded by places and there's still people that are unaffected that I think would rise to begin to help out and try to get at least community. Because that's the one thing that keeps coming back into play is we've got to get communication reestablished. And I yep. think I think there are nations that would definitely help that take place, and then once that's taken place, then then things begin to get a little bit easier. I don't know. Obviously, I think it'd be a year, two years, three years before things got remotely close to normal, for as what we call normal. And even then, you're still talking about it would take I think years just to clear cars off of the interstates, you know, for people to deal with that property. And then you've got all these other cars that are just sitting in lots somewhere that are affected by it. You know, that's the thing. Suddenly there has to be a massive recycling project take place. Um, but I, I don't think that it's that it's an impossible thing that all of civilization would break down. Uh, I just think that part of civilization is civilized people. And there has been thousands of years of human history where, yes, we've done uncivilized things, but civilization has always won out. The civilized have always kind of risen to the top and, and won out. And I, and I just have a hard time believing that, um, that, that you're going to end up with that kind of situation in 21st century America should, even though, you know, even if right now, boom, everything went dead, God forbid. Um, I just have a hard time believing that we wouldn't somehow all pull together to help one another rather than hurt one another. That's my only thing. I don't know. I guess, like I said, I I keep saying it. I'm just more pessimistic. I'm I'm gonna bunker up and move in with Pete and his bunch of guns and yeah. Well, maybe. Well, and maybe it's the, himself. Maybe it's the Southerner in me. Yeah. You know, maybe. We, maybe Maybe. Us Yankees, we're not nearly as plump. Well, and you know, and that's one thing I definitely... I've been... Have you ever been to Asheville, North Carolina, guys? No. Nope. It is a beautiful area. Like, I could picture what they were talking about 
for and it's a beautiful area um and and i understand the culture a lot of the southern culture that they they incorporated in this book and everything and so i just i you know i i kind of connected on some levels i didn't get the grammatical the uh, let me let me use the right word here grammatical errors um so <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the grammatical errors listening to it. Uh, most of any grammatical errors that were there were in actual speech. You know, using the colloquialisms and that sort of thing of of the people in the town. So that's what I. That's what I heard. Yeah, listening to it, they didn't have all that. It was no typos well, or anything like that. See, well, this one the uh, the audio won out, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. No pictures. You had to read it for the pictures. Didn't need pictures. Yeah. I thought you were older than picture books, Nicole. I thought you were past all that. Uh, I hang out with like two-year-olds and three-year-olds sometimes, so not really. You podcast with two-year-olds and three-year-olds sometimes, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, well, let's do this, guys. Let's uh, let's open up the phone lines. If you want to talk about either one of these two books, Mr. Peregrine's uh, School for Gifted Children or um, One Second Later, Day After Tomorrow, by the way, do y'all ever see Day After Tomorrow with Dennis Quaid? No. Nope. Great movie. Not really. 912-386-4294 is the number to call. Or if you've got us on Skype, hit us up on Skype to talk about either one of these two books. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your feelings about either uh, Charles Xavier's School for Home Children or uh, One Second Tomorrow. You just you, you call in now. Everyone call in. And let us know. So, um, Rod, out of these, out of these two books, which one did you prefer, or did you prefer one over the other? Uh, I would have to go with the first one. Mm-hmm. The the second one, I really felt like he was beating me over the head with, "I'm not prepared." Okay, all right. And I'm like, yes, I get it. And Nicole- actually, I googled I googled to see uh, how susceptible we are to EMP. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun sources. Yeah, don't right do that. Don't. That's like going to WebMD to find out what's wrong with your head. And Wendy Cooper has joined us from the high desert. Wendy, hello. Hold on. Oh, gosh. You should have done this before I answered. I know, I know, I know, and I feel stupid for... I haven't done this in a long time. It's Steve. okay. It's it's because of the EMP. Okay, it's the EMP. It yeah. just freaks everything out. That's right. Hi, guys. How, how are you? How are you? Hey, Wendy. <laughs> hello. Hello. How are things out in the high desert? Deserty. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was Disney? How was Disney? Yeah. I didn't get to go to Disney. That was the kids thing. Oh, I thought you went I thought you took the kid. No, no, she went with on a she went on a band trip. Oh, stupid band trips. I know, and she loved it and yeah. I hated the fact that she has a life outside of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did she so, chaperone it? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Did she get me anything? No, she didn't get me anything either. Well what a jerk. I know, right? Selfish pup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, you know. So did you um did you did you read these books, Wendy? Did you jump on the bandwagon with us and, and read these books? <sighs> I read the Peregrines. Yeah. Yeah, I did. What'd you think? And I liked it. Okay. I, I'm I'm kinda like Rod. I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, but I don't care what read anymore. Well, Nicole's gonna jump all over you for that. Well No, no I, I won't. Mean, Wendy's my favorite. Why would but, I do that? Okay. Thanks. Teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah, I forget. You two are all like buds and everything. Yeah, yeah we hung out. I went yeah. to see Wendy. Yeah, she came to Vegas and I went and saw her, and we 
cruise the Vegas Strip on foot. <laughs> on, on foot. Just, just like in one second later tomorrow. That's it. And I, much. I quit reading one second later. After um, the introduction? No, 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 no. See, um, um, Newt Gingrich doesn't offend me as much as it, it, he offends most people, I guess. So it's like, okay, so uh, I start reading the book, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this guy's written other books before, really? Because it seems a little rough. And so that was a, kind of offensive to me. But then, okay, it's a post-apocalyptic. I don't like post-apocalyptic. Right. <laughs> I can't even say it. Post-apocalyptic. Can we get a happier one next time? I tried. You people didn't vote for well, it. Well, we got, we got Fellowship of the Ring coming up, Wendy. Yeah. Well, I like Fellowship of the Ring. I was, you know, I've done that one. So. All right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, it was post-apocalyptic. Um, I had a feeling that the, the baby with the diabetes was going to die. Yeah. And so I said, no, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm out. I can't read Babies in Danger. Yeah, that it's, makes that makes hard. me really consider not continuing on, knowing that she's going to die because I just, man, I just I, I don't want to sit through that. It's 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 uncomfortable for me. I don't like it. I don't like it when the babies are in danger anyway. But mm -hmm. now, now that I know she's dead, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't going back. So, but that's it. I did. Yeah. How much? I, you, you Rod, how much time does this book end up covering? About a year. Okay. Yeah, whole year. Does is there any hope at the end? No hope. You read all the way through the end. <laughs> there's a smidge of hope. Yeah, there's a little bit of hope, but uh, not enough for me to want to read the second one. Yeah, me either. A smidge of hope. Is there a second book? Yeah. A year. A, a year, year after a tomorrow. Year, a year. Yeah. Oh my, Atlanta. <laughs> I don't. Mm -mm. I can't spend that much time. Listen, guys, I've kind of gotten burnt out on The Walking Dead because of just like some. It's nothing ever changes. Yeah, kill all these things. Oh my gosh, and that Negan guy. Oh my gracious. I don't just, know. Uh, well, if you had read the comics, you would have known that was coming. My only thing is, who did they kill? Did they kill <laughs> in the comics? Well, That's I think I have reason? a. I have an idea because I work with a lady who reads the comics or or read the comics or whatever, and. She's like, I don't want to tell you if you don't want to know. It's like, I want to know, kind of. No, not really. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but the way they do it, and knowing them, they probably change who it is. Right. Just, because, just because, so they won't hear the fan outcry. Yeah. We got kids. Look, we got kids abandoning their timeline like Richard Dreyfus and Close Encounters. We got a post-apocalyptic society and, and freaking one second you know, before tomorrow. We've got uh, we, we've got Walking Dead talk now. Captain America's in Hydra. The world is nuts. I just want a happy book, guys. A happy, happy book. I can't believe that's making me mad right there. That ha that Captain America bit that I didn't even hear that until I just tuned in, and it's making me very sad. It's ridiculous because leave the cap alone. Exactly. That's what we I already said. got him fighting against the good guys. I'm I'm just out. I'm out. You guys are making me mad. <laughs> now you're ticking me off. I'm out. We're done. We're done. We're, We're done. done. <laughs> so, so you, so you, you abandon one second, you know, past three. Yes. And, yes. and but you like the Miss Peregrines, but you're not going to continue on. Right. Now, right. the well, a, did the Amen Corner read? Has she read the Miss Peregrines? She, I couldn't get her interested. Okay. All right. So, but right now, 
she's eh, she's eyeball deep in finals, so she doesn't even right. want to talk about anything, sure so. nothing fun. Nothing. <laughs> I gotcha. Unless it's Disney, you know. Yeah, I hear so. you. Well, now I we did go to California a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Just made a long weekend, and we saw freaking whales. What kind of whales? Yes, I saw the just, pictures. Just whales. Um, I don't know what kind of whales. I guess gray whales. I don't know. There but be whales here, Captain. We were. Oh my gosh! You should have seen us. We totally tourist out, and we're completely. Oh my gosh! I'm looking at this boat that's kind of close to the shore. Yeah. I said, huh, are they looking for those dolphins? Because we saw a dolphin earlier. Are they looking at those dolphins? And then I saw the spout, you know, the blow. Oh, my gosh, there's whales. And I grabbed the kid and we go running <laughs> on the beach like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> and we stood there and watched the whales. And it was so cool. It was like, you know, Get this in the desert. Oh my gosh. No, no, you don't get whales in the desert. That's that's for sure. Wendy, that's a listen, guys. If you take nothing else. You don't get whales. Um, wait, you do get whales in the desert because we live in Vegas and that's what they call the big the big spenders is the are whales. Yeah, but you know what we mean, Wendy. You don't get <laughs> you don't get whales. You don't get the humpback whales, the blue whales, the sperm whales, the gray whales, the, the orca whales. You don't get them. Um, you don't get them, and we were very, very excited. Now, so. did people look at you weird because you were excited? Were they just like, oh, this is a common everyday thing? Yeah, they're like, no, because it's not common everyday exactly. thing. Exactly. I was thinking, because you, you said touristy, and I'm like, that's not touristy. <laughs> well, there was, a, there was a number of people that were around us that are going, wow, we've been down here for years, and we've never seen this, you know? That's amazing. So it was like a whole pod, huh? A whale pod? Yeah. Well, there was like three of them. Mm-hmm. There were three of them, and they were just, I don't know. How far out were they from where you were? Not very, because we were on the beach, and they were next to the pier. I mm -hmm. don't know. Yes. The, I don't know how long the pier was, 100 feet. Okay. So it was within that 100 feet. Really? Yeah. So yeah, you could have jumped cold. into the water and swam with the whales. No, because I'm not a very strong swimmer. Okay. All right. <laughs> I ain't Aquaman. Okay. Um, I want to know more about these whales. Did you oh have? God. Did you post pictures of said whales? I did. Mm -hmm. They're not very good, but they're on. They're on the Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to <laughs> do a search. And I got to be teacher and show this little girl. Do you see that right there? Okay, look. There's the tail. Look, 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 look. And I was just so excited, and she was very excited. And her mom's like, "Oh yeah, look at the whales." It's like, really. <laughs> How so. long ago was this? Uh, May. Well, the trip was May sixth, so so it would have been May seventh. Yeah. Okay. Because um, we went, we went on the seventh, and we saw a baseball game on the now, that night. So yeah. now, now, Wendy, I'm at your Twitter at <laughs> Mad Cow Mama, and the last photo you got up here is in April. It's showing me. What? Yeah, May six. I see you guys traveling down the road. Yeah. And then there's um. With my Chemical Romance, even. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a uh, then there's a. Uh, 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 another video posted, but I see no picture of whales. Well, the video is of the whale. Well, no, nope. not a, this video is you driving down the road right there in the high desert. Okay, it'll be after that. Tell, tell them the I remember seeing the pictures. Were they on Facebook? Yeah, I saw they were on Facebook and Twitter, and because I did that Instagram thing. Now, are you at Mad Cow Mama on the Instagram? No. Okay. Fair I'm enough. Hurt. 
RC's mom. Wendy Cooper. <laughs> we went from peregrines, peregrines to, to whales. <laughs> Penguins. Penguins. And we glossed over the... Uh, Wasn't there a whale and peregrines? This, it, all, it all connects. Was there a whale? Yeah, when they went down to that ship, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Did they kill the whale? I don't think so. I don't... They shot... Ooh. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Did y'all hear that crown go? Um, I'm not seeing a picture of these whales. All right, I'm going to get over to the Instagrams now. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I want to see live-action pictures of whales. Well, it's not like they were very good. You have to really look. They're not. I mean, I was on an iPhone for crying out loud. By the way, I accidentally typed in Instagram.com. <laughs> well, Steve. Well, Nicole. Well. <laughs> Instagram of what? <laughs> um, where am I at here? What am I looking for? I'm looking for Wendy. What's your Instagram? What is my Instagram? RCS underscore man. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, my Lanta. All right. I sent you a follow request on Instagram just to see whales. I don't follow anyone on Instagram. So I Wendy feel Cooper. privileged, right? Yeah. So, by the way, people, if you want me to follow you on the Instagrams, take pictures of wildlife and let me know you got it. You get a video. If you can get a video a of a... What's that? A rabbit. How about a rabbit? Picture of a rabbit? Does that count as Rod, wildlife? You, you text me pictures of your rabbits. I see Just the one. I see squirrels all the time. How about a chinchilla? Well. What if it's sitting on top of my bald head? Listen, let's not try to get followers on Instagram just by showing us your pets. I'm talking about wildlife. Are you? Okay, and you did RCS underscore mom, right? Mm -hmm, that's true. Okay, well, it's not here. Well. Uh, it takes a long way to get to Georgia from Vegas. I know, Instagram. <laughs> Come on, Instagram. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Uh, How can I reach these kids? I know. What is Darth Duff doing? I don't know, but he's not going to be at the amazing Comic-Con, Las Vegas Comic-Con. I know. He's going to be in San Diego, though. Yeah, well, I'm not going to San Diego. But I am going to my first Comic-Con in June to the amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con. Now, when is this? In June? Yeah. Is it, is it Comic-Con, like official Comic-Con, like Wizard World stuff, or is it... I don't know if it's an official, it? but it's it used to be small, and now it's big, so... Yeah. Well, that's what she said. Um, oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want to see these whales. Anyhow, I'm, let's get back on topic. I'm sorry, guys. I, I tend to do this. Lately, you have derailed my, the show with whales. Thanks, Wendy. I have. You're welcome. I live to serve. She derailed the show, huh? What, <laughs> guys? Anyone? Okay. Uh, Dylan said he's got zebras. He does. Well, now where are those? Where can I see these zebras, Dylan? <laughs> Dylan needs to call in. Um. So, okay. so anyhow, well, Wendy, so thank Wendy, you. you're out. <laughs> no, no, no. I just thank you for calling. It's good to talk to you because it has been a while. Yeah, yeah. So we've yeah. got to do. We've got to get a Friday night show going uh, one of these nights. And and for everyone who listens, I'm available June third. Okay, everyone who's. <laughs> <laughs> 
cute. Oh, <laughs> fail on my part. Oh, oh what a fail. Jeez, Louise. Um, no, I, for everyone who's listening, when I say one of these Friday night shows, we'll do a big honking show every now and again on Friday night that doesn't get posted. And it's really <laughs> just my chance to catch up with everyone because everyone starts calling in at that point. And it's, and it's just a great way to, to catch up with folks. So, um, anyhow, Wendy, thanks for calling in, talking about these books and telling me about whales. I look forward to you accepting my Instagram's request. Okay. When it gets here, I'll accept you and you can look at my whales. Okay. Sounds great. Have a whale of a time. Have a, have a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale. It's true. That's from um, 20,000 20, Leagues Under the Sea, one second after. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah, okay. All right. Have a All good right. one, Wendy. Watch out for those imps. EMPs. Okay, I got you. All right, see ya. Bye, Wendy. <laughs> Bye, Wendy. All right, so Wendy had a unique take, or Wendy had a good take on this. Now, Nicole, you were turned off immediately by the politics and the grammatical errors. And, Rod, when it comes to the one second after, what was your deal that you, that you didn't care for it because of? I just, I just thought it was predictable. Okay. I mean, I was like, the girl's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the the boyfriend of the 16-year-old is hanging around, I'm like, well, apparently we're going to have a young one on the way soon. And then a big battle, and he's going to be out there because it's my duty, sir. And I'm like, well, I'll see you later, I guess. Not. Hmm. I don't know. It just, everything seemed, the only thing that surprised me was that he didn't end up dating Michaela. I'm sure that's coming in the next book. Yeah, but I mean, that was like the only thing where I was like, huh, I'm surprised you didn't do that. Everything else, you could almost... A couple chapters in, see where he was going with everything. You know what book we read that had a lot of hope to it? Moliers. Uh, Nothing. The one the about oh, the one about the uh, the the world. What was the World War Two vet's name? Oh, oh unbroken. Uh, unbroken. Unbroken. Yes. Which you actually listened to, guys? That was amazing. Can it really was good. Can we just talk about unbroken for a minute? <laughs> Try get your parents on the phone. You want me call him, old man? Oh yes, we should get him on and talk about this EMP situation. What is his thoughts on it, Rod? I don't know if he has thoughts on an EMP. Okay, all right. What's his? I, mean, I can text him. Is he a bit of a survivalist at all? No. No, my parents are not. Uh, they don't have a cupboard full of food. I mean, they got a lot of candy, but that's just because of the grandkids. So I'd get a nice sugar high, I guess. I, I don't think that uh, he's got too many thoughts on an EMP. But let me ask. Oh, I mean, don't worry about it. Don't. Well, I mean, what else I don't want to disturb him. I mean, I'm sure he's busy. Uh, Listen, he's he's a he's a wise, busy man. He's got a life. He's retired. Okay. Well, go ahead. He he. Uh, do you have thoughts on EMP? He's <laughs> now we're now we're texting Rod's dad. This is a new segment we like to call. Texting Rod's dad. Hey, guys, um, you can call us, 912-386-4294, 912-386-4294. If you want to chime in on either one of these books, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you got us on the Skype, hit us on the Skype right now, uh, my personal Skype, if you've got it, and, uh, and we, would, um, we would love it. All right, I've been accepted by Wendy on her Instagrams, so now... We got a call, guys, from the 618 area code. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. How's it going? What's up, Sarah? Hey, Sarah. Oh, I just thought I'd call in and chat a little bit about a book I read. Oh, what'd you, what'd you read? I read The Miss Peregrines. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get on board with the second one, the Pink. apocalyptic. 
Sure. That's how you say it, Wendy. Penguins. Penguins. <laughs> I'm just surprised that um, that you guys didn't like this. Just when I think I've, I've got a bead on the kind of books that y'all will like, you, you take a sharp left and you go off into the left field there. Well, you know, you, you never know. We're, we're, we're people of mystery. Oh, wait, wait, I'm seeing it. There it is again. There he is. Do you see his tail? Yes. Right there, there's his tail. Look at that. Whale Watch 2016. Whale Watch. Uh, Wendy, I got to tell you, those are sharks. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I know a little bit about life. So did you like? So did you dig the Miss Peregrine's um, school for Xavier's children? I I did. I liked the book. I thought it was creative and different. And um, but okay. So the big difference to me between X Men and this one yes. is that Miss Peregrine they were like real mutants, whereas like X Men it's just like supermodel mutants. Like, this one is, like, these are not, like, the, the cool, fun powers, per se. Like, there was the one girl who had, like, the the mouth in the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. And she had to, like, eat by, like, doing a somersault or bending over backwards. I was just like, that's just, nobody's going to want that power. So, whereas, like, you know, the ability to control the weather, that would be something people could get behind. So, I was like, this one feels real, whereas the other one... All right, I'm going to challenge you. You've given me one... Ridiculous mutation. You also have a girl who flies. You've got a girl who controls fire. You've got a dude who can bring... Okay, okay. Now, the one who... Yeah, the fire girl, okay, that's one. But the one who could fly, like, she has no control over it. She just kind of floats around. But see, this like is she... this is why they need a Charles Xavier and not a Mrs. Peregrine, Penguin. Because <laughs> Charles Xavier teaches these children how to control their mutations. But see, I thought that was kind of one of the points of the book was the fact that it's like there's just no controlling certain mutations. Like that, you just kind of have to live with them. Like well, the guy with the bees in his mouth. That's, How do you control them? He does control those bees, doesn't he? When he's eating, he has to like sit underneath a net so the the bees don't fly out and annoy other people. I just thought I thought it was interesting how they showed kind of like the negative side of it other than just like I'm super cool and I have powers which they seem to enjoy like, super strong girl with- super strong girl true I'm not saying they were all like a boy brings things to life he makes things well, of course he has to rip something's heart out sure but yeah. still he's bringing stuff to life yeah. or just exchanging life and the invisible guy like he can never be visible like don't you I feel like that would be a a drawback eventually like, nobody can ever see you. Yeah, but you get to walk around naked all the time. <laughs> but nobody can see your Hawaiian shirt, Steve. No, they can. I, listen, the shirt is not invisible, just me. But not you're not wearing the shirt if you want to walk around naked. Well, that's well, I don't want to walk around naked. I'm not I'm not that I'm not a person like that, but that's a whole different conversation for another time. <laughs> See, I think you ought to walk around in just the Hawaiian shirt. Mm. Cuz then everybody would be like, "Oh, look, there's Oh, wait a second. Yeah, until you think about it. See? Yeah. That's like Donald Duck. Yeah, Why well, that's true. That's true. That's true. And then you get to the whole Goofy versus Pluto situation. Pluto is a pet. Goofy is a dog with human characteristics. All right. That's the difference. Okay. And <laughs> in you, what we also do. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand the difference. 
I don't understand the reasons. Um, but I just, I, I look, I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to dog too much on this book because I knew Nicole loved it and I know Rod loved it. And uh, are you? Absolutely. Hey, I get to dog out books, so you go right ahead. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to. I don't want to rain on people. My thing is, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. And well, it, I was, I was totally with you, Steve, when you're like the kid's a punk, like the teenager in the beginning. Like he was super annoying. Right. I totally get that. Now, for me personally, towards the middle end of the book, middle towards the end of the book, he, you know, he redeemed himself. He was finally like, oh, okay, I'm going to grow up and stop being a punk and help out and. I still don't get the whole reason, like, why he wanted to leave his parents behind. Like, oh, no problem. I'm just going to go hang out with these other kids and help them and, like, not even tell his parents, like, just disappear. That seems like a jerk move to me, um, especially with his dad, because I felt like he was he was developing this really nice relationship with his dad, and then he just walked away from it too easily. So, I don't know. I might have to read some more of the books, but I, I like the whole concept. I like the idea that there was different time loops and different schools or whatever you want to call it, groupings of people who are mutants and have these additional challenges. And, and like I said, I thought it was interesting how they showed the cool parts, but they also showed, well, there's drawbacks to having these powers and stuff as well. So do it, you, it more do you think you'll try to seek out the other books of the series? I, I think I might. Like if I, somehow have time to I, I think I would be interested if I came about it and I, I appreciate the book club for you know providing the opportunity because I don't know if I would have thought it out without the book club obligation so, it is not it is an obligation Sarah make no mistake about that <laughs> it is <laughs> you, if, if, I, mean, I mean excuse me I didn't mean to say obligation I'm not oh uh, no 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 anyone who's listening to this you are obligated to read the books about which we discuss. And well, if you don't read, then you can't call in. And then we just well, listen to the stories about zebras. That's, well, no, we haven't heard. I've not got, I just got to tell you something right now. I've not gotten to hear a story about zebras. I've heard about the whales, but oh. I've not heard about the zebras. You know, I can tell you a story about a zebra. Please do. Okay, so once upon a time, I worked in a magical place called Animal Kingdom. And as you know, there's the huge ride that is the safari, and they have a bunch of animals around there, and of course, some of the animals are zebras. Well, there was a time where the zebras mysteriously disappeared off of the savannah, and I don't even know if I should be saying this, because I don't know if it's common knowledge, but essentially what happened is the zebras ganged up, I believe it was on an antelope, and they took him down. Oh, yeah! It was it was uh, it was definitely like wild adventure type of. This is how animals really act in the wild type of thing. So they took them down, and the problem with it is that once they have the taste of blood or hunting, they you can't get them to stop, and they'll continue doing it because it's their natural impulses and stuff. So they actually had to take the zebras off of the savanna and isolate them for their for the safety of the other animals there. Wow. And they had to, they were gone for like two years, I think it was, two or three years until new zebras came in that were not tainted per se. So, and they could go back under the savannah. All right. I have a few questions. Okay. I'll try to answer them. Okay. So, are you, you telling, are you, t well, thank you. Are you telling me that mm -hmm. zebras are meat eaters? 
Uh, I don't know if they were meat eaters. I don't know if it was motivated by food or some other desire or, I don't know, maybe the antelope was mouthing off and they, the gang took him down. But he, let's just say the antelope did not survive. A gang of zebras. I've heard it all. They work together like it's all right. an oxygen. All right. And apparently this is how they work in the wild. So they do try to keep it as normal as possible. All right. Well, let me let me ask you this then. Mm -hmm. Do you call a grouping of zebras a gang of of zebras? Personally, I do, Mm -hmm. but I could be wrong. All right. Okay. It sounds better than a gaggle. A gaggle just sounds too sissy. Sure. So I went with gang. Sure. But we could Google that. Let me Google that for you. Well, I know a group of baboons is, is called a, a zeal or a dazzle. Ooh. A dazzle? A dazzle? Yep. It's called a zeal or a dazzle. A sa- oh, that's wonderful. They should be in Vegas. It's a it's dazzle of dazzle. zebras! <laughs> it's just called a zazzle. Get it over with. Zazzle. A zazzle. I love it. A zazzle. Let's make that happen. Let's wow. I am. That's. A dazzle of zebras. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Geek Out Loud, where we learn things <laughs> about things. We're like a new Bill by the Science guy so, for geeks. So here's here's another question, follow-up to the follow-up. Okay. Are they not feeding the animals down there in the animal kingdom? <laughs> they, they do. They do. But the savanna is supposed to be as natural and as, like, normal as possible so there will be certain things that you see like every once in a while another animal eats another animal or like someone will give birth or the especially awkward one for parents is when they're mating on the savannah and the mm-hmm. children are like mommy what are they doing mm-hmm. and you just say look at the other side of the, the truck honey so i mean things happen it's normal it's wild it's, sarah i gotta tell that. you it sounds like disney's got a regular jurassic world going on down there <laughs> All the things you don't know that happened behind the stage, I tell you. But, yeah, they had to separate them for a while. You know, they actually had to do the same thing over at the Living Seas. If you ever ever go to the aquarium, you'll notice that the dolphins are separated from the other animals as well. But the thing with dolphins is that they just play too much. Like, and they don't know their own strength. And And so anytime, like, turtles... Or fish and stuff would, like, they would, like, surround them and they would, like, turn them upside down and switch them until, like, their brain scrambled or they died or, like, you know, so you'd have these, like, floating fish belly up and the dolphins were just like, we thought it was a game. So the dolphins are actually separated and there's, like, a partition between their side of the aquarium and the rest of the aquarium just for, again, for safety's sake. But it's their natural... Wild so, instinct. What so, are you, you telling me that they learned this down there by trial and error? There, well, I feel like there's a certain amount of natural instinct that goes into it, mm-hmm. and then I'm talking about yeah. the people at Disney. Uh, yeah, sometimes they do. Yeah. But some of it's like <laughs> they've had. I mean, Epcot's been open since 1982. They've had a long time to perfect all of this. But well, and I mean, and look, they're wild creatures. Sometimes they right. act in ways that you don't right. know. And to be fair. Yeah. To be fair, you know, they could go right down the road to SeaWorld and see how it's done. <laughs> True. But um, both Animal Kingdom and Epcot, they're scientific laboratories, so they're studying the animals as well, like their behaviors and stuff right. like that. So they, they don't train them. They don't breed them. They're yeah. all there to try to learn from the animals to 
No. Now, Sometimes it's endangered species and stuff. I've never been to the animal kingdom. Really? Yeah. How? What? What is the? Uh, what? What is the amount of animals you get to see when you're at the animal kingdom? Oh, it's chock full. It's absolutely chock full. So the savannah itself is a hundred miles. Like you can actually fit all of Magic Kingdom into just the savannah at Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Savannah, it's Georgia. Ten miles of the Savannah, Georgia. And <laughs> so it's the savannah, but that's just one section. And then as you're walking through. Like, at, at Magic Kingdom, everything's kind of like a straight shot. Like, you walk right down Main Street, and then there's the spoken wheel, and you go off to different areas. But Animal Kingdom was designed so you kind of meander and wander around, and, like, there's these little pathways and stuff. And each of those little pathways has, like, a little habitat. And then there's, like, the hospital in the back, and um, there's little – just every section has animals all over the place, and they're different ones because they represent, like, you know – Africa. There's where all the African animals yeah. live, and in Asia, and different ones like that. Do so. they? Do they have? Do they have monkeys? They do have monkeys. Can you? They actually have monkeys that, like in the in the India section, they have like a little temple, yeah. almost like Jungle Book, but very it's smaller, and they have like these ropes that they swing around. Yeah. And there's no. Here's a fun fact. There's no um, like gates or why um, cages or anything because. They have a natural barrier. They actually have like a water source around it, and the monkeys won't cross the water, so they stay on their little island. Monkeys won't cross any water. They can't swim because their shoulders aren't attached like ours, so they can't do the the rotation so huh. they can swim. I feel like we could teach them to do a breaststroke. <laughs> Maybe, or, but or at least doggy. Can you imagine if monkeys were free in the park? That would be uh, Jurassic Park. I'll that would be there. crazy. That would be crazy. Um, do they have the reptiles? They do. They have some reptiles. Like, they have a little... They, they don't have, like, big boa constrictors and such. Right. Well, actually... Oh. The animals change from time to time. Because, again, sometimes they're there for, like, medical needs. Sometimes they're there for rehabilitation, <laughs> and then they get rid and, and sometimes zebras kill them. <laughs> sometimes zebras kill them. Wow. I, I feel like I'm going to get a call from Walt Disney World, and they're going to be like, listen... <laughs> Well, I don't think you have to worry about it. I don't think that anyone in the higher ups of Walt Disney World listens to this show. So, I think you're good. I, I've gotten way. I'm getting. I'm getting made fun of. Um, in the uh, in the chat, this they're saying this is what happens when Steve doesn't like the books. Oh, that was me. So <laughs> that's everybody that didn't like the books. I'm, I'm hey, sorry. We also have birds there. I mean, Miss Peregrine's birds like that's connected to the books. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about birds. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm more interested in monkeys, reptiles, and is there are there sloths? Sloths? Is it sloths? Uh, no, I don't think there's any sloths at the moment. Mm, they need some sloths. They Write really. A letter. They need some Write sloths. Yeah. So well, anyhow, well, Sarah, uh, 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 let me get back to the books here. Is this mm-hmm. something? Is this something you think that you're? Did you? No, you told you told me that already. That you may or may not revisit it. Depend on your time. Uh, yes, but I, I won't read apocalyptic. I, I've right. decided. I've, my my foot's in the sand. I'm not moving it. Yeah. Well, now let me ask you this: Have you ever seen whales in real life in the wild? Uh, no, I'm apparently not that cool. But okay. I did see a Disney movie about a whale named Willie. Yeah. Oh Lord, have don't bring that up. <laughs> we might as well be talking about post-apocalyptic societies. <laughs> Let's get Teresa on the phone. We can make this happen. Yeah. 
All anyway, right. I'll let you guys go so you can go back to talking about the book. Always a pleasure, Nicole, Rod. We didn't get to talk much, but I'm sorry, guys. I dominate. I'm sorry, I dominated the conversation, gang. It's your show, Steve. I'm sorry. You can do what you want. All right, y'all. You have a good night, Sarah. Thanks for calling. All right, bye. All right, bye bye. Night. All right, Nicole. Have you checked out on us? Is that what's going on here? No, I was blowing my nose, so it was on mute a lot. Oh, well, thank you so much for muting it while you did that. No problem. That's that is very thoughtful of you um rod i understand you have an update from your father yeah he says uh we were able to live in the 1800s i guess we could make it haven't given it much thought gosh i love your dad he's the same way as me and then he says uh that i I told him i needed to get him on because uh he's been requesting he's like some people think knowledge goes with age that isn't 100 percent true i'm a good example oh (laughs) and then when i said i'd pitch a world war ii book so he could come back on he says you know i wasn't around for world war ii right (laughs) (laughs) but he said he enjoys that time period and reading about it and such as yeah he said that but he's like you know i wasn't around for that i was like yes dad i know how old yeah we know he wasn't there but we 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 still like him we wanted i just like hearing him i mean he's got the wisdom of age knowledge and wisdom are two different things that's what uh that's what dexter jester said in attack of the clones you with me guys you with me he said, I'm, I think you Jedi would know more about, you know, know the difference between knowledge and <laughs> wisdom. That's what he said. Uh, 912-386-4294. You can hit us up on the Skype if you got us there, if you want to talk these books. Or uh, Dylan was like, he'd call in, but he, he hasn't read the book. Well, Dylan, I always derail you when you call in anyway. I'd love to hear about your zebra situation. He said he ate zebra, I believe is what he said. I have a question, guys, real quickly. Cause, and, and Sarah brought this up. In, in talking about uh, the Miss Peregrine's uh, home for uh, children, um, the nursing home. Um, when when an animal attacks, like they always say, well, we got to put it down now because it's got the taste for human blood. Do y'all think we taste that good? No. Nicole? No. See, I feel well, like. Well, you know what? Wait. I eat a lot of. I'm from Wisconsin. I eat a lot of bacon and cheese. I might taste good. I don't know. Okay, well, big Packers fan, are you? Yep. Do you listen to the Frozen Tundra right here on the Goldiverse? I Network? haven't got around to it yet. Okay, been well, kind Nicole, of work has been kind uh, of crazy. Nicole, I recommend it. It's uh, I know you told me, Rod. It's Arish and Joe, and and Arish is a is a Broncos fan. Joe is a Packers fan, and uh, they talk some football. So the yeah, American Rod's, of the American Rod's variety. trying to get me on. Trying to, I'm. I'm a little behind with my podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Work has been kind of busy. I think okay. we should ask Arish for his recommendation for July, and we should just go with whatever Arish recommends for July. I can tell you what he's going to recommend. Well, well I, I will text, I, I will write it down or whatever. Okay. But, uh, I think he's going to, I'll just say it. I think he would recommend the book that uh, I got the advanced reader copy of because it's oh. out now. Well, and what is that book called? Sleeping Giants. Sleeping Giants. Hmm. And That's the one he, yeah. Joe gave me the advanced copy of. And so... Um, Dylan, if you wanted Bloodlines, you should have got hopped in and voted. Would you second that nomination, Rod, if he nominated that? I would, yeah. Okay, all right. Do I have to get on good reason? Do yeah, that in a you minutes? definitely... Here's what you want to do, guys. Uh, later on, um, the not tonight, of course, but at some point uh, in June... Nicole will put up a thread at our Goodreads page, which you can go to by going to geekoutonline.com slash reads. And she'll put a thread up about what book suggestions you want to put forth for the month of July, right? July? Yes. 
and you nominate a book. You just put the. You don't have to go through a whole long drawn out thing. Just nominate the book. Put title and author. Correct. Correct. Title and author. And then, if you like someone's nomination of that book, just write I second the nomination for. That is not correct. Don't oh. do that. Did... Do not do that. <laughs> the vein is throbbing in her temple right now. Nicole, what happens to someone if they second a nomination? I will tell them that that's fine and dandy, but make sure to vote for it when the poll goes up. Because okay. seconding does not count for anything. Mm-hmm. And if you nominate a book and you don't vote for it, what happens? I will tell you, I will ask you why did you nominate this book and not vote for it? <laughs> what was his reasoning, Nicole? Let's get it. Let's pull back the curtain here between you and Rod. What was his reasoning? What was your reasoning, Rod? I forget. Uh, I think it was something along the lines of it was darker than I thought the gold verse would enjoy. Okay. All right. Um, I, I do have a per- but Apparently, we read books on apocalyptic cannibals attacking North Carolina towns, so... That's true. Maybe I was wrong. That's true. Uh, before we go, guys, uh, and, and I think it's about time to wrap things up, I have a personal question to ask you, Nicole. Okay. If I may. Do you and Rod text message each other? Yes, we do. Okay. When Rod, If Rod initiates the texting of the text message, how does he initiate that text with you? <laughs> I think I initiate most of the time. Okay. I don't think okay. Does. Oh, okay. Because it's usually me telling him, "Okay, could you tweet this?" Because I'm not. All right. Okay. Uh, because whenever Rod and I text, and Rod started doing this, Rod would just text me, and he would just say Steve. Period. And I would look down. I'd see Rod had texted me my name, and so I just started texting back, Rod? Question mark. <laughs> and then we get into whatever the the conversation is going to be. And so I've gotten to where when I go to text him, I'm like, Rod. Like, I take a whole extra text to go, Rod. And, uh, and, and I, it's one of my favorite things that we do, Rod, by the way. I, I enjoy it a lot, too. It started out, with, you know, I think I did that the first time because I was like, I wonder if Steve's available for a text right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, you, you text somebody and they're doing something else and they forget to respond, and I think I needed a response. And oh, just started it. just ask just ask Dave Jones. I will no sell a text message, sir. <laughs> I I would believe that. I've done that too, but that's mainly because, like, especially if I'm working. Oh, guys, I'll see it. Oh, we got a phone call. Last minute, last minute, jump in, all the way from Georgia, but not in Georgia. It's our friend Jimmy in Georgia. What's up, man? No longer in Georgia. Jimmy's yeah, my neighbor now. It's the Twitter yeah, thing, he's our so neighbor. I can't change it. Yeah, I, I like Missouri. It's nice. I have wildlife here. I had turtle on my back porch yesterday. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, randomly. They have turtles but, uh, in Missouri? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I would have thought that had been too up north for turtles. No, lots of turtles. Oh. But you're not in Missouri. duck on my roof. Uh, a, tur- a turtle on the roof? No, I had a duck on my roof. He said oh, he had a duck. duck on the roof. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Jimmy, what's what going on, man? I, I don't know. I just wanted to call in because I actually liked one second after. I guess I'm like everybody else. Okay, cool. Well, so um, what did you like about it? I, I mean, it was sad. There, like you guys mentioned, the, the girl died. The, the worst part about being sad was when the dog died and they had to feed it to their neighbors. Like that was that was like gut wrenching. I think a little bit, but. Uh, uh, I don't know. It felt like a little more realistic version of an apocalypse versus your normal 
zombie thing that you know that's very fictionalized. It seemed a little like he was at least attempting to make this a more serious look at what might happen kind of deal. Which I guess is so, why it's also kind of scary and kind of why people don't like it. Maybe mm-hmm. so. So Jimmy, this argument that Steve and I have been going back and forth on all night. Where do you fall? Do you uh, do you fall that people are gonna be awful to each other to try and survive, yes. or do you think they'll band together? People are terrible. People are terrible. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, I I see where in small towns where people know each other, they could help each other, kind of like in the, in this book. But apart from stuff like that, I think it would just be horrible everywhere. I'm just imagining my coworkers right now working in a food warehouse. Like if something happened, they would all show up there and they knew the power wasn't coming back. They'd be like fighting each other. Yeah. Just, w- would you fight them, Rod? Oh, you betcha. There's ribeyes in there. <laughs> okay. Well. I don't know how I'd... Well, no. I guess I could grill them. Yeah. Of course yeah. I could cook them. There he goes. Um, so, Jimmy, I want to revisit this Twitter situation. You know you can sure. change your Twitter handle and it not mess anything up, right? Yeah, I'm aware of that. Okay. <laughs> just Well, you're like, it's my Twitter. I can't change it. What are you, was, class of 98 for life? It's my gimmick. Okay, that's fine. Exactly. How uh, we know is Jimmy in Georgia if it's not Jimmy in Georgia. But he's not Jimmy in Georgia anymore. So, And I'm not... I'm not 18 graduating from high school anymore but i still have that name well you'll always be class of 98 nicole that's right you know why <laughs> you know why why because it's for life <laughs> i gave myself the stinger that time <laughs> so jimmy you you liked it because you thought it was a different take on the apocalyptic post-apocalyptic stuff without the zombies and such as Right, right, that's correct. And I was going to go and jump into the second book, um, but then the the narrator was different, and I didn't like the way it sounded, so I didn't actually Really? They change up narrators on the audiobooks? Yeah, and that's oh, not good. I can't good. stand I, well, that mess. They, well, they went for the upgrade. They got Bronson Pinchot. Oh, but, I don't know who that is. It's the guy from Perfect Strangers, Balky. You are kidding oh, wow. me. Really? Why yeah. They got but, Balky to do a book? Yeah. But but you're used to these characters here having these voices, and then right. you have some other person doing it. And it's just not it's not right. So, well, I tell you, um, I I don't know that I'm going to finish it. It sounds like it's too depressing. Um, but there I, is hope at the end. Yeah, a like the, mili- the military do, do show up. Well, that's um, let me tell you something. My experience when the military show up in a post-apocalyptic situation, it's not very hopeful. But, like, what is it, 10% of the population survive, at least, something like that. 10%? Something like that, yeah. Are you telling me, what's the population of these United States of America? Like 300 million-ish. Is it 300 million? Something like that. You're telling me that only 30 million people in the United States of America survive? I think that's pretty much what he says in the book, kind of, yeah. Jeez Louise. I'm, I'm dead in the water, guys. Dead in the water. Unless I can, unless people want to be entertained, and then I, and then all my stuff is. How about this darkness, huh? <laughs> you guys, hey, what about light switches that don't work? You ever have a light switch in your house that don't work? Yeah, all of them, fatty. I'm sorry, sir. I don't need you to. I don't come to uh, McDonald's and mess and bother you when you're working. I don't work at McDonald's anymore. 
Oh, yeah. I don't go to the homeless shelter. Shut up. Yeah, I couldn't do it. So, well, dang. Jimmy, what else has been going on with you? I haven't heard from you in a while. I'm just working two jobs and uh, hanging out, mostly. Yeah. Don't you have an Instagram thing that you, would you like to plug it? I, I got a couple. I've got several Instagrams, I guess technically, but the one I do most often is uh, Jimmy's Toys, where I post pictures of toys to buy, if I can find toys to buy. Um, hey Jimmy, I'm gonna uh, yes. cut you off, but I'm very excited. Steve knows this, but I got a call from my mom the other day, about a, was this about a month ago, and she's like, "Hey, we were in the crawl space, and I wanted to check with you before I did it, but I found your two official G.I. Joe carrier cases full of your old G.I. Joes that I thought I sold at a yard sale. Do you want them, or can I give them to the, your nephew? Wow. It's <laughs> like, Mom, I want those, and I will pick them up the next time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I have the... You, do you remember the official G.I. Joe carriers, the little suitcase thing? It had the logo on the front yeah. of it. Yeah. I had like 12 yeah. of them like with their hands in the air, right? Yeah. I, will, uh, I remember I'll send you the pictures, but I wanted to cut you off real quick awesome. and tell you how excited I am to have all my old G.I. Joe's back. So, at Jimmy's Toys, all in word on the Instagrams. Yeah. Okay. Or Jimmy and George is my other one, where all I right. post, like, stuff I draw and things. Okay. Well, I figured I figured people would it would dig the Instagram that you've got uh, with the Jimmy's Toys. At Jimmy's Toys. Because there is some cool okay. stuff. And you do some cool stuff, like, with uh, not motion capture, per se. What's going on? But... What, oh. Stop motion with Stop the Legos. Stop motion, yeah, with the Legos and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's really cool. So, how long does it take you to do that? Not very long. Like Most of the Lego sets I get are small anyway. They're like the $20 or less range usually. Sure. But, like, you, so. like, make the Legos move across the desk and everything. Yeah, but it doesn't take long. There's a little app on my phone. Like, I'll snap a picture, do a thing, snap a picture, do a thing. It really doesn't take that long. Okay. Well, I mean, it just... Look, I just want you to understand, I appreciate the work you put into your Instagram account of Jimmy's Toys. Well, well thank you. I enjoy I, I enjoy watching it and looking at it and such as. I'm following you, by the way. Well, thank you. You even got a website, jimmystoys.com. Yeah, but I never updated. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just trying to... Jimmy, I'm just trying to help you out and plug your stuff, man. Well, thanks. At Jimmy's Toys. We plugged Wendy's Instagram... We plug That's Nicole's true. Twitter at at Class of ninety eight for life. Constantly, maybe I should, maybe I should tweet out my diabetes link so people can donate. Yeah, definitely do that. Heck yeah! So, uh oh, something just fell behind me. Squirrel. That's scary. Um. Well, all right. Well, Jimmy, thanks for calling in and voicing a positive opinion about uh, the one day after book. Um, all right. Uh, two weeks later. Two weeks later. <laughs> right at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> any amount of time you want to stick in here will be good for this title. All right, Jimmy. Good to talk to you, my friend. Good night, everybody. We'll Thanks. see you soon. Good night, Jimmy. Guys, just jump in on these phone calls. If you you know, don't let me don't let me hog all the talking time. <laughs> oh, okay. Enough said. Enough said from Nicole. Uh, well, Nicole, you got any final thoughts about either one of these two books or both of them? Enjoyed the first one. Did not enjoy the second one. Looking forward. Are you looking forward to Fellowship? Oh, it's been quite some time since I've read Fellowship. It's been. All right. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Rod, you got any final thoughts to throw in there? Uh, okay, not so good. And uh, why didn't you people vote for my happy book? Because <laughs> you nominated it. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. And that wraps us up on this episode of Goliverse Reads. Kind of a... I'm, I'm feeling my ADD lately, guys, just really kicked back in. I, I feel like I'm, I've somehow I got away from it, and now it's starting to creep back up on me. So I apologize uh, if anyone is is uh, burdened by my tangents that I go off on. Uh, next month, it'll be late in the month of June, but we'll do it. It'll be The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, as written by Lord J.R.R. Tolkien, Esquire. And uh, jumping back into the world of Middle Earth. So, you got time. It's a big one, but you got time. And uh, and so, looking forward to talking that and hashing that out with you guys. Maybe having a more serious conversation about things. Um, guys, be careful out there. And if you, fu- if you see society falling apart, choose to be someone who helps. Not someone who is selfish. Help each other. I'm selfish. I'm going to Pete's. All right. I'll well, survive. I'll ride it out. I'll be fine there. All right. And know that Rod will be fine. Uh, and if you do have a weird superpower of some sort and you find yourself caught in a time loop, don't drag me into all that mess. I don't need that. The email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. If you want to email the Goliverse Read stuff for our uh, Goliverse Reads episodes, you can do so at GoliverseReads at gmail.com. There's also a Twitter account, correct, Rod? There is, GoliverseReads. At GoliverseReads on the Twitter. The Goodreads page can be found at geekoutonline.com slash reads. When are we going to get a shirt? It's all being worked on. Okay. It's all <laughs> being worked on. Uh, <laughs> Go to the Goodreads, by the way. I'm kind of disappointed nobody else has jumped in on that. I listed my top ten favorite literary characters and nobody else has jumped in. Doc jumped. Oh, that's Doc jumped in. Isn't that enough? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Where were you at, Nicole? Don't you have ten people in books that you like? I don't know. Spider-Man, Maybe. Superman, the, list. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk, Captain America. Um, well, is Captain America still on the list? No. No. Jerks. Ugh. Anyhow. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Facebook.com slash GeekOutLoud. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, the Twitter for Goliverse Reads, at Goliverse Reads, at GeekOutLoud. Follow the entire Goliverse, at Goliverse. I'm at Steve Glosson. Rod is at, what are you, Rod? At Bald-Headed Rod? Yeah, that'll I me. Mean. Okay. And, of course, Nicole is at CO98, the number four, live. CO984Live. That's class 98 for life. Until next time, for Nicole, for Rod, I'm Steve Glosson, and we'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. Thanks for joining us, everybody.